Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin ESPN radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM channel 80 and Anywhere you go on your uh, on your smart speaker as well, 888-729-3776, the phone number. He is Freddie Coleman, and uh, I'm I'm but Randy Scott. And on social media, it's <laughs> wow, so really? well. It's so fun to see that people are as excited about about hearing you at this hour of the day as I am to be here in studio with you. Okay, I appreciate that. Love. To, you know how I feel about both of us being together. So you know it's, how I feel it, about that. Yeah, it's oh, it's overdue it's only taken me almost 11 years of <laughs> yeah, working here yeah. come on now the people behind the scenes and that in charge of these things how did this not happen I, until now well i think you're like me in terms of i mean you have a have a, a radio home i i go where they tell me to go and that we have that in common if they're like hey yes. we want you to do this need you that and the answer is always you know yes and how do you how do you make it work and that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. how long have you been? How long have you been at, at ESPN? It'll be 19 years this wow. June 26th. That's so I'll be 11 in June as well. Yeah. So that's almost a combined 30 years. Yeah, and here we are getting to uh, getting to share a studio space. And you know what? We're going to share it through the power of that of that phone number as well with uh, Kadri Ismail, uh, former NFL wide receiver, at Super Bowl champion there with the Ravens, and now co-host of the Purple pregame and postgame show on WJZ TV in Baltimore, and uh, joins us uh, from a, a you know a, a guy's perspective, Kadri, who's had to catch passes from quarterbacks, and I'm going to be the just latest person to ask you about your quarterback down there in Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, and just it's you know I don't want to say that the news changes each and every day but how is it being felt from almost I guess a stress level from the from the fan base down there in terms of either the calls you get or the conversations in and around the studio what is is it hopeful is it despondent is it fearful what's the vibe around Ravens fans lately I think if you look at the variety of podcasts to Twitterverse to uh, some Facebook uh, fan pages to even Instagram, like it's, it's the world is on fire right now. Um, there is so much speculation. Obviously, the the gentlemen, the colleagues up at the worldwide leader are mm-hmm. stirring the pot a little bit there with their <laughs> Lamar said this or Lamar said that or didn't say this or we are hearing this report or that report. And every time it's something different. So I think you know, the fan base here, it, it, it's, it's a feeling of frustration because you're not really sure what is fact from fiction. And a lot of that's due to the fact mm. that Lamar Jackson has not been a part of that narrative, letting everything play out. How much, that, how much leverage has he gained where everybody else is talking, but nobody has heard anything from him? Yeah, I, I think the unique situation with him doing his contract um, – you know, Eric DaCosta, the end of the year was saying, hey, it takes two to tango. Uh, recently, when he was sitting there at the Combines on Wednesday at his press conference, he was saying how Lamar and I are having a back and forth conversation. And we, we are private. We're not trying to push out any 
information or narratives or or excuse me speculation whereas lamar as far as i know he's the one that is holding it down so i don't know who is in his quote-unquote camp so the people that are in the room lamar jackson and eric casa they're really the ones i think that are um calm in all this meanwhile you know every, again everyone around the the raven nation the flock we're all sitting here and and you know the 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 world's on fire and i think that's where uh hopefully a deal gets done obviously the franchise tag is 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 quickly coming up and whether or not it's exclusive or non-exclusive uh remains to be seen what eric casa will do there's some nuances to both of them and then ultimately, you know, is it going to be, yeah, flat out get a deal done, the likes of what we saw with um, Deshaun Watson and that him and and Kirk Cousins are not necessarily considered outliers, but that's the new normal, which is fully guaranteed contracts. Uh, I think there's a lot of other quarterbacks that are also waiting for mm-hmm. this contract mm-hmm. to come about, whether it be, you know, Jalen Hurts or Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, heck, right in, you know, the Ravens' backyard in their same division. So Justin Herbert, I'm sure his his uh, representatives are chomping at the bit to be like, come on, Lamar. <laughs> so <laughs> th- there is so much that is going on when it comes to this contract negotiation. We're talking with Kadri Ismail, former Super Bowl champion there with the Baltimore Ravens, now co-host of the Purple pregame and postgame show, speaking to the flock, which is a, a, a tremendous way to put it. And it seemed like also speaking to Eric DaCosta and his comments on Wednesday, maybe stepping in it inadvertently with his own receiver room. He was asked about the team's struggles to uh, to get some consistent production at wide receiver and his response was, if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have some better receivers. Uh-oh. We're going to keep swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks. We, we've we never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing, but it's not for lack of effort. Now, Rashad Bateman is a receiver on that roster, and he took exception and had a tweet in response that he, that he took down where he was like, how about you actually let guys play to their strengths? Q, as someone who played that position in that uniform, in that city, what do you make of all this? Well, I think Eric is right. They have uh, had their fair share of receivers come through the draft, and they weren't able to, you know, big time develop them into all pros or into you know consistent Pro Bowl making, you know, talented guys. And and you know, this organization would be known. Like again, in your own backyard, you got two teams, uh, one in the Cincinnati Bengals, who've had. A, a slew of receivers come through, you know, going as far back as, as uh, Chad Johnson and T.J. Hushmanzada. Um, gosh, I mean, you can even go further back than that, but we'll stop right there. When you go over to Pittsburgh, mother of pearl, it doesn't matter if they're a first-round guy or a late-round guy. Like, they just keep on churning them out. And here in Baltimore, you'll get some strong free agents that will come through, the likes of Anquan Bolden, if you will, or uh, a Derek Mason. But you won't necessarily get that homegrown first-round talent. Torrey Smith comes to mind as a guy who, for the most part, maximized his uh, time here in Baltimore. And obviously they won a Super Bowl championship uh, with him as a receiver. But it, 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 there's a lot of truth to it now, with all that said. For Rashad Bateman, I think for Rashad, he's sitting there and he's saying to himself, 
bro, you just threw us under the bus. What's up? Because the year prior to, you know, Eric was saying, well, I have a lot of faith in the guys in that room. Um, But I think also the caveat to it, he literally was given Rashad Bateman praise right before he went into that, that montage of, well, we haven't really done much at receiver. So he's given him praise, but he's also being honest as far as the historical perception uh, and perspective of the receiver room. And yes, the receiver room has to be durable. Yes. The receiver room has to produce uh, Rashad Bateman has been injured, but at the same time, I think Eric DeCasa and, and heck, you know, I, I know from my own self, I, I think dude is, he's, he's one of those guys that can be a, a one, a type of receiver that can, you know, come up with strong plays. He has to stay healthy, I think they made efforts in that direction by, you know, rechanging their their strength and conditioning staff. I think that was part of Bateman's, uh, you know, tweet. But ultimately, they got a new coordinator that will be more, um, I think, receiver friendly. And Todd Munkin, Munkin has more than proven himself at the pro level. And and now we're you know we're in this holding pattern of wait and see, and the wait and see starts with number eight getting a contract signed. One of the things about that you mentioned about the facilities because Baltimore ranked thirty second in the NFL in the strength staff category, earning an F minus part of the NFL PA poll regarding players taking part in that poll regarding and grading those teams. Real quick, twenty seconds left. What does your gut tell you about the future of Lamar Jackson, either inside or outside of Baltimore? I think he's inside of Baltimore. I think he gets a deal done. I think that this is too important for both the Ravens and Lamar. I think Lamar wants to finish his job, which he started, which is to bring a Super Bowl championship here to Baltimore, and it starts with a contract. All right, Kadri Ismail, we appreciate the insight. The uh, take in the temperature of the nest there with the flock in Baltimore. <laughs> he's co-host of the Purple pregame and postgame show. And as more and more people, Q, watch the 30 for 30, the bullies of Baltimore, we got to have you back on to dive into yeah. that. It seems like the stories that came out of that meeting and that sort of viewing party were incredible, and it's an incredible roster and group of guys. So, I'd, you know, at some point down the road, we'll we'll have you back on. We'll dive deep on that. Have me back on. I will give you guys an insider like none other. I Q, bet you're you the, would. <laughs> you're the best. You're Thank the best, you. sir. Appreciate you. That Super Bowl you champion. And again, co-host Purple pregame postgame show WJZ TV in Baltimore. Uh, coming up, the Ravens. Not the only team trying to get a deal done with their QB before today's, or rather Tuesday's franchise tag deadline. That is after Freddie tells you about Vivid Seats. And the basketball and hockey seasons continue to heat up. By the way, baseball is just around the corner, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. So download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Giants should sign Daniel Jones and tag Saquon Barkley. Once you tag the guy, nobody's giving up two first-round picks. They're going to continue to negotiate with Saquon and Daniel. Dream scenario, I am signing Daniel Jones and I'm tagging Saquon Barkley. Uh, it would appear that's still on the table. Mm-hmm. That was... Greeny, Mike Greenberg weighing in on that as Canteen Carl and ESPN Radio continues. Freddie Coleman and Randy Scott. Are the Giants close to locking up Daniel Jones? New York Daily News reporting Jones is seeking more than $45 million a year. And uh, 
ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano on KJM earlier this morning. That deal is close. And they have met with the, the agent many times here. They're in real discussions that are, I think, making progress. So I think the sense I was getting yesterday was that there was some optimism. You know, the work to be done, but some optimism that maybe uh, if it continues this way, the deal could be done by Tuesday. By Tuesday, the franchise tag yeah. deadline just so happens to be. And Freddie Jordan Ronan. Our uh, NFL Giants insider is saying the same thing. I've heard in recent days. This is a tweet from Jordan. And there's been progress between Daniel Jones and the Giants. Getting something done by Tuesday doesn't seem unreasonable. It sounds as if there will be a four at the front of the annual wow. salary. That's an exclusive club in the NFL, Freddie. One of the things about this, it reminds me so much of Aaron Judge and the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge bet on himself. The Yankees said, well, you're going to give us the hometown discount, right? He said, eh, nah, son, not doing that. <laughs> then the Yankees went through the whole arbitration thing, and Aaron Judge said, either you pay me now or pay me later. Then he goes and has, his, has a historic season. Uh-huh. And what happened? They had to open up the bank vault because if they didn't do it, somebody else was going to. It's similar that Daniel Jones bet on himself. Now, the New York Yankees didn't have to worry about betting against anybody else. Aaron Judge is not going anywhere, even though the Giants got involved. The Giants are literally betting against themselves because nobody's going to give Daniel Jones $45 million a year. But they can't afford to lose him because they don't have a plan B. When you don't have a plan B, whether mm-hmm. it's free agency or the draft, then you got to go with the guy that really played a lot better than you could have anticipated and responded well to the coaching that you got from Brian Dable. So that's where the New York Giants are. They know if they don't sign Daniel Jones, he's not going to get $45 million a year somewhere else, but somebody is going to pay him. They're going to give him the yeah. kind of money close yeah. what he's looking for. And now you're out of a quarterback that played well for the first time in his NFL career, and you got to essentially start all over, which is the last thing you want to do if you're the New York Giants. If you look at Dan, I, I, pointing out the improvement, pointing out, the, honestly, a career year for a guy in a contract year in Daniel Jones, I'm going to give you some names. These are players, not just quarterbacks, players that Daniel Jones outrushed. Last season, he had 708 rushing yards. He had seven rushing touchdowns. He outrushed Cordero Patterson of the Atlanta Falcons, Leonard Fournette of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Antonio Gibson there in Washington, J.K. Dobbins. I know he missed time with injury. Uh, Chuba Hubbard. uh, Well, Kareem Hunt. I mean, he was a force on the ground. He was only 60. He was less than 60 rushing yards away from Lamar Jackson in terms of a rushing total. And Lamar missed time, but he's in the Josh Allen comp. He's less than 60 yards away from Josh Allen. He is a multi-dimensional quarterback. Now, how sustainable is that? We don't know. And we'll it's our, our shared reticence here in investing, I mean, literal dollars as well as financial and, I don't know, the, the health future of your franchise in a guy who decided to put together a career season in a contract year as well. It's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, but timing is everything. Mm. And at that position, where if you don't have a guy and you got to go out and get somebody else, then if you're the New York Giants, you can't afford to make that kind of trade. Because you can't count on, okay, if Daniel Jones leaves, we're going to be in the market for somebody else. Because what you do in that offense, mm-hmm. you can't just plug and play somebody else in there for less than the $45 million that apparently he's going to get close to with the Giants. Let's say for argument's sake, Daniel Jones does not get this deal done. 
and he puts himself out there and has to go somewhere else. So what do you do if you know a Giants? You go after Jimmy Garoppolo, he doesn't fit what you do, the kind of offense you run in New York. And, oh, by the way, he doesn't have a Debo Samuel in his football team that's going to make him look better or a running game, even though Saquon Barkley has been terrific for the Giants and they're going to franchise tag him. So he's going to be off the board. You're not going to go get Aaron Rodgers. That's not what the Giants do. They don't go get somebody. They'd rather draft somebody, bring them in, or go on the cheap and bring in a quarterback. So Aaron Rodgers, he's off the list. Could Derek Carr be in play? There's no guarantees that Derek Carr wants to go there and not have weapons on the outside that can get somewhere else mm-hmm. if he decides to go to the Jets or somewhere else. So you're the New York Giants because of the timing and how Daniel Jones played and the fact you did not exercise the fifth-year option, you're stuck. You can say that, hey, this is too much money to pay a guy that's never made a Pro Bowl. This is too much money to pay a guy that's never made an all-NFL team. This is too much money to pay a guy that people wanted about before going into 2022. Uh But because you're the Giants and he played that way in 2022, you have no choice right now. You can criticize, hey, hate the game, don't hate the player (laughs) when it comes to Daniel Jones because he had this kind of season and it was perfect timing for him to do that knowing that if you don't pay me, I may not get 45 million somewhere else, but then you won't have me as your quarterback. And I've started to really get things going with Brian Dable as my head coach. That really is how it's ringing. He is hitting the market. He's hitting the quarterback market on a severe upswing. I, I, they're going to be, and listen, the NFL ownership may hate what Cleveland did with Deshaun oh. Watson, but that fully guaranteed contract is just the first pebble in the pond, yep. and the ripples are yet to be felt. I, it, Lamar should cash in on it. Daniel Jones might be first to cash in on it, and I love doing the rushing yardage thing because I just don't think people realize what aspect he brought to the Giants defense, and, and maybe it's a, a sort of a I don't know, my diamond shoes are too tight, my 50s are too big for my wallet. Almost a, almost a champion's problem because uh-huh. you ideally don't want your quarterback having 120 carries. No. Unless it's part of the offense like, like it is with Lamar or Jalen Hurts. But think about this for a second. He was 50 yards shy of Jalen Hurts' rushing total on 45 fewer carries. He was less than 100. He was 100 yards away from Joe Mixon mm-hmm. on 90 fewer carries. Right. He was effective on the ground. Maybe they draft someone. Maybe they grab someone in free agency that actually works. Right. Shout out Kenny Galladay at the wide receiver position. And maybe it becomes a moot point like, hey, remember when Danny Dimes had to run for his life? Mm. Now he's out there slinging it. But to your point about organizational consistency at the quarterback position, they've really had two quarterbacks since 2004. Yeah. And why go away from a guy that you believe is going to be on the upswing? And real quick, you mentioned his rushing numbers and comparing him to Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. He's more Jalen Hurts than Josh Allen in this way. Josh Allen is the best running back on the football team for the Buffalo Bills. That's not sustainable <laughs> because, as Ray Lewis of Baltimore Ravens said, we will hit that out the league no matter how big you are. Yeah. The way Daniel Jones ran, he ran away from contact. Wasn't yeah. looking for contact. You can trust that he's going to make the right kind of decisions running the football and not to worry about the NFL hitting Daniel Jones out of the league. You mentioned Ray Lewis. I just have a cue on a moment ago. Kadri Ismael, that, that Ravens 30 for 30, if you can find it, Bullies in Baltimore, mm-hmm. is tremendous. Ray Lewis, said, uh, his, his most Ray Lewisist. Uh, reminder, <laughs> tune, in, tune in to college basketball action tomorrow as Syracuse hosts Wake Forest. Coverage begins at 4.30 Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. That is college basketball. The focus on college football stars heading into the NFL. As NFL draft analyst Matt Miller is going to join Freddie Coleman and myself, Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Continuing on this Friday, snow in the forecast. Vibes are warm. Happy Vibes Day. Is that what we're doing? Vibes Day? Combining Friday and vibes? I feel like we should. I did that last week with Matt Jones and he called me an adolescent. Matt Jones calls a lot of people adolescent that don't agree with him. Now, Freddie, I don't know. It's 5.30 here on the East Coast. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. That's pretty good, by the way. Sirius XM Channel 80 and on your your smart speaker, 888-729-3776. I think I might be older than Matt Jones, too. And he's talking down to me like he's an elder statesman. Well, put it this way. He, He has that. Charm. He, uh, he and just, I like Matt. He, he, has that charm. A, he is a true grown up, though. And I, I joke around. I'm like, buddy, you are a business owner. You own a bar. Uh-huh. You do radio. You yeah. got your hand in wrestling, the whole thing. Yeah. All right. From one Matt to another, let's go to the combine in Indianapolis. Welcome in ESPN draft analyst Matt Miller joining us on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. Freddie Coleman is here. I'm Randy Scott. Matt, uh, looking at the, the defensive side of the football taking the shine the last couple of days. I, the numbers are jumping off the screen in terms of the speed. As seeing defensive tackles run four fives, it's it blowing my mind. How's it being received there in terms of individual standout performances, Matt, at the combine? Yeah, there's been a lot. This is a fast group. It's a we saw it yesterday with the, the defensive ends, the defensive tackles, linebackers. I mean, you got guys 286 pounds running a four four nine. <laughs> so it's been a crazy fast year. And I, I'm standing here in Lucas Oil right now watching the defensive backs run and. We've seen guys like DJ Turner, the corner from Michigan, run a four two six official Ooh. time. That's the Jake's fastest time ever. Wow. And it's it's wild just how quick. You know, I heard someone say the other day, evolution is real, and you see it at the NFL Combine because these guys get faster every year. How much of that, because of what we've been able to see from defensive linemen, how much of that could either help or hurt Will Anderson and his stock, the kid out of Alabama? Yeah, Freddie. Will Anderson, Alabama, he is my top overall player in this year's draft. And I think he helped his stock yesterday by choosing to work out. You know, we all know there's a really a tough situation going on right now with Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter, who uh, was charged and arrested for two misdemeanor counts uh, stemming from that accident uh, in Athens on January 15th. But, so Will Anderson is, is here and able to work out. Jalen Carter is here and not working out. Mm. So I think Will Anderson did a great job by saying, I'm going to take this opportunity – 
to remind everybody that I was the best defensive player in college football the last two years, maybe arguably the best player in college football the last two years. His workout was fantastic. So I, I think he has really maybe even more so cemented his stock here, not just because of Jalen Carter's legal situation, but also because of how well he performed in the workout. It, it was one of those situations, you ever watched a game where there's just one guy that you know, you can tell doesn't belong because he's so much better than everyone else? <laughs> yep. That was Will Anderson during the workouts. It's like when you're a kid, you want to check the birth certificate on the Little League team. Yeah. It's like somebody looks – they look 12 playing 10-year-olds. That's Will Anderson yeah. during the workout. Yeah, in my town, we had a guy who looked 16 playing 10-year-old. Dan Dupra, right. man. He yeah. had a home run off of me, hit my dad's car in the parking lot. Matt Miller wow. is our ESPN <laughs> draft analyst there joining us from the NFL Combine. Uh, Matt, you, you mentioned Jalen Carter. I'm not, not asking you to tread into, into any you know legal waters that – that you're not comfortable with, but we know that he came back to the combine uh, after posting bond and after sort of having to stand and, and face those two misdemeanor charges. And now the focus comes uh, in some of the interview rooms. I don't know if he's met with any teams yet. What I guess what could you tell us about what his schedule's like, what he has been able to do, and what remains in front of him with regard to just combine activities themselves? Yeah, so Randy, he was here uh, previously, as has been reported by Adam Schefter, and left uh, went back to Athens, and then he actually came back. So he was here yesterday, and he was on the field during the workouts, but he was not participating. So he would have actually interviewed with teams before that information came out. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that news broke 30 minutes before he was scheduled to speak to the media at his press conference. So he'd already gone through, uh, you know, the medical portion of the combine. He had gone through the formal and informal interviews with teams. So that's what makes it interesting now is – Teams will be scrambling to, to get more time with him. Here, teams are allowed 15 minutes with a select number of prospects. So now I think if you're certainly the Chicago Bears who have the number one overall pick, or the Arizona Cardinals who have the number three overall pick, you're starting to, to scramble a little bit and say, hey, we have to get a lot more information so that we're comfortable internally with Jalen Carter as a person, with Jalen Carter's legal situation. So um, I, I talked on NFL Live today. I, there are a lot of teams – who were drafting in the teens in this year's uh, draft. They didn't think they would have a shot at Jalen Carter. Now they're doing homework on him because he could actually be available later than we thought. How have the responses of Bryce Young to his size, the Alabama quarterback, and C.J. Stroud not being a runner at quarterback at Ohio State, how have those responses landed so far the combine today from those quarterbacks? I think they've been well-received. I, you know, I think he got some chuckles from C.J. Stroud compared to himself to Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's just not, it's mm-hmm. not his game. If you've watched him play, that is not – there are a few people like Michael Vick, right? So, I, But I think one thing that I've heard about this year's quarterbacks class, especially those top four guys, is that they've all handled themselves exceptionally well in these high-stress, speed-dating type interviews that you have with <laughs> NFL teams where, I mean, you're 22 years old and you walk into a room with like 17 guys and a video camera pointed at you, and they just start throwing questions at you. I mean, it's, it's meant to make you uncomfortable so that you might slip up. And everything I heard was, they're doing great from Bryce Young to C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis have all crushed this interview portion. Talk with Matt Miller, our ESPN draft analyst on Canty and Carl and on ESPN Radio, Freddie Coleman, Randy Scott, in for the guys. I was fascinated not only with the, the Mike Vick self-comp uh, mm-hmm. from C.J. Stroud, but also with Will Levis saying, you know, hey, I want to get out here and throw because I have a cannon and I want to show it off. If we're looking outside of what for so much of the regular season – in college football was a big two in terms of Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud. If we're expanding that, as you mentioned, the four with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, 
what has been some of the conversation at the Combine been, either from teams or scouts or both, about two guys who are rapidly climbing NFL draft boards? I, I think what you hear is we're all excited for Saturday when they throw. Uh, mm-hmm. Cannot wait. I'm going to have popcorn in the stands for that one because it's going to be an absolute show. It's going to be great. But I, you know, I, I do think, Randy, it goes back to that. They're both handling themselves so well in interviews. And even you know, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson have to explain some, some holes in their games. Will Levis threw 23 interceptions the last two years. Anthony Richardson had a, a career completion percentage under 55%. You know, that's, that's a historically low mark for a, a potential first-round quarterback. So I think that they're getting asked a lot about those things. Everything I've heard is that they've handled it really well. You know, taking responsibility while not blaming teammates or not blaming their situation. And I, and I think also echoing the things that they're doing to improve their game. You know, uh, Will Levis said he's been watching Joe Burrow film to see how Joe handles himself in the pocket with his footwork. That's what I want to hear is, okay, you know there's a weakness in your game. Let's fix it. And, and they're going to some pretty good source material and Joe Burrow to try to do that. All right, Matt Miller, our ESPN NFL draft analyst. We're looking forward to Saturday. Looking forward, as you said, mm-hmm. to these guys getting out there and, and throwing. We appreciate the insight from the combine. Get yourself to uh, St. Elmo's, right? Be careful <laughs> with, the, with the shrimp cocktail, all right? Right. Hey, I've been already. The shrimp cocktail is still amazing. It's still hot. Nothing's changed. Oh, boy. boy. Appreciate you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, guys. All right, so we go from we go from the quarterback position at the NFL draft to an NFL superstar and two-time Super Bowl champion set to host Saturday Night Live, which got us thinking, who would you like to see from the sports world taking the stage there at Rockefeller Center, Studio 8H, and performing on SNL? 888-729-3776 is the phone number. It's Freddie Coleman, Randy Scott with you. Canton Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The party! <laughs> oh, the Beastie Boys. I got to see them once. Got to see them oh, once. Yeah? yeah, the D.C. area. Okay. It was amazing. I saw them in the Raising Hell Tour opened up for Run DMC. There were, Run D, this was a, the WHF Festival in D.C., and, and Run DMC was there. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Six degrees of separation there. there was, <laughs> this was 1999, I okay. want to say. Wow. 98 saw, or 99. Man, you, I saw them early. I yeah, saw them in 86, yeah. the first album. Oh, man. Uh, first album. 
Right, see, run the DMC hill. back then too. Oh, oh especially man. raising hell when they started selling out arenas. That's when rap came to the burbs. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously <laughs> on the backs of those guys. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's Candy Carlin, ESPN Radio. He's Freddie Coleman. I'm Randy Scott. Thanks for finding us on the ESPN app and SiriusXM Channel 80, as well as on your smart speaker on this Friday afternoon. It's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six is the phone number. A reminder to tune into NBA action Sunday as the Lakers host the Warriors. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at three p.m. Eastern on Select. ESPN radio stations. The Warriors, by that point, could be riding a five-game win streak. Ooh, yeah. They are rolling without Steph, and they are climbing up the NBA uh, standings out there in the packed Western Conference and all that, as we said, uh, without Steph. Firing out the the Beastie Boys uh, and the, the right to party because <laughs> the fight for your right. Travis Kelsey hosting SNL tomorrow night, Saturday night live. Uh, he's gone full like wrestling promo when he's Kelsey, grabbed the mic lately. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You get a chance to strike while this iron is hot for you. If you're Travis Kelsey, you'll know when it's going to be like that ever again. Yeah. And you got a Super Bowl championship in your back pocket. Shoot. <laughs> You'd be sick of me. That was such an upset. But the way I looked at your face, I thought I was going to criticize Kelsey. Mm-mm. And I was on board nope. for it. Nope. I was on board for criticizing the Chiefs. They've been well, on yeah, too much of a you're gravy Raiders train. Fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was like, here we go, Freddie. Let's go. Let's fire some salvos. And you were like, no, nope, strike while the iron's hot. I, I, would, I wouldn't even do that to your team if they were in that position and somebody was doing the same thing for your team. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on somebody about to make more money and get more love yeah. and more attention. Yeah. And you know what? And it, I think back from his perspective to the, uh, the narrative, I hate that, word, but surrounding the Chiefs before the season is they've lost Tyreek. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be anything. Mm-hmm. And if you're Kelsey, you're like, hold on a second. Am I... Yeah. What am I here? You yeah. know, Swiss cheese. And, and it turns out he's more than enough. Uh-huh. There. Jabroni was a nice throwback to the the Raw is War era of the WWE. But again, the phone number, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Got us thinking, you know, what other athletes would be great at hosting SNL? Or, if you want to be negative... Like I am about the Chiefs. Yes, you are. Who do you think would be awful at it? Let's go to uh, Ken in Montana. Ken in Montana, you're on ESPN Radio. Who do you think would be good or awful at it? Gronk. Gronk would be good at it? Gronkowski. I think he would be. I agree. I agree. I'm surprised he hasn't. That's kind of an upset to us that he hadn't made it yet. I mean, John Cena impersonated him when he hosted Saturday Night Live. I'm thinking, why do you need the impersonator when you can get the originator? Yeah, get the real deal. And you know he'd bring his brothers, too. He could bring his whole family because his dad's hilarious, too. His dad is. Is his dad in one of the Subway commercials? Mm-hmm. And his mom's real? I mean, goodness. Yeah. If, you're the, if you're the mom of that, of that circus, you, you've got to yeah. have a sense of humor. Her road to heaven is smooth. <laughs> Dude, with all, all those male Gronkowskis. She does not have to worry about going to Pearly Gates and God going, nah, I don't think so. God, uh, come on in, sister. Take after, a after seat. What you, right, after yeah. what you had to deal with, come on in. You get front row parking. Army of angels to rub your feet, Mr. Gronkowski. Uh, <laughs> there are other, you know, there's something about the time end position right now because we when we put out uh yeah. you know the call four calls right. about this earlier you know yeah. george kittle mm-hmm. was a recommendation right. i mean the the tight end position is is strong with personality yeah. uh other nfl yeah I was, I was trying to think of a quarterback and that's such yeah it's gonna sound negative it's become such a corporate position because where we don't get to see a lot of personality although i think patrick mahomes would be good at I hate to do that to you in terms of you know yeah your, that's your, good your anti-chiefsdom sure that comes to sure it, we know that guy's personality when it comes to patrick mahomes you brought up aaron Rodgers earlier that'd be entertaining it'd be entertaining i don't know if he good, it would be good but it would be entertaining there was a time he would have been good 
There was a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know why I don't think he'd be good at after seeing him host Jeopardy? I was let down. He was just too chill for the room. I'm thinking, Aaron, I know you got better personality than that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they said something like anti COVID, he'd have been all over it. He'd, he'd have been set. Has Matthew McConaughey ever hosted? I think McConaughey he has. has hosted more than a couple of times. And McConaughey's yeah. a cerebral cat, right? right? Like he's very much a, you know, mm-hmm. I think about it. I just want to, you know, I don't say that. Like he's, he's well that guy. Rogers could be that guy. There could be some real thoughtful self depre I don't think he, I don't think he's uh, not a self deprecating guy. Right. I'm with you, know? you on that one. I, mean, I put it this you way. You have to. Be. I, I think he should be good at it. I'm hoping that he would be. I guess I still have in the back of my mind how he kind of just soft played Jeopardy. As yeah. far as that goes, so he wanted okay. that. Yeah, he he couldn't wait to get out there, and it was like thud. The way that <laughs> I expected more out of Aaron Rodgers when I saw that a lead balloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anybody you know who'd be? You want to? Let's go negative. Who would be okay. terrible at it? Russell Wilson. What? What? Russell Wilson. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah, that's a lot of Velveeta there, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he'd be good at that a at all. A lot of Velveeta. My, Mike Trout of the Angels. He wouldn't be yeah. good at that at all. He, he'd be wooden he, at he's, it. He's too. Not putting himself out there, and that's a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. because it's great because it plays with certain people. But you major league baseball, you want that more of a personality that yeah. helps your sports. I don't think he'd be good at it. Trying to think of, you know, aside, I'm thinking of positives, of course, now that we're yeah. talking about negatives. But yeah. in the NBA, I don't know that a uh, I don't know that a Anthony Davis would be good at. No, it. Anthony Davis too too insular. Too insular. Too insular. Yeah, too that's, insular the, yeah. that's the knock. Yeah. I, I'll give you a name I don't think there. Kyrie would be good at it. I think we disagree on that. I, I, I think Kyrie would be really good at that. Uh, just, because of um, Uncle Drew? Like he already yeah, has acting chops? Yeah, he would be good at that. It, it wouldn't be something that people would criticize him for and he wouldn't care about that. I'll give you a name that I know would be fantastic at it. Go on. A, a coach. Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss. Oh, yes, he would. There's so many ways and avenues you could go with him. With yes. Lane Kiffin. He'd be up for anything. Oh, my. He would be so del- – he would take shots. No he question. He would just take – he would do pa- caricatures and parodies of other coaches. Mm-hmm. He'd be really good that at that. That would be really, really good. Mm-hmm. I think I think Clay Thompson would be sneaky good he'd, at it. Yeah, because he has a great sense of humor. He, he does. does. And he's he not does. afraid to clap back at people like you heard the Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Okay, okay. speaking of clapping back, who maybe wouldn't be as good is Kevin Durant. That's not th- his bag. I think he has a sense of humor, but I think it's more like you got to be his guy. You got to be like one of yeah. his in his circle to, yeah, that's not to his, see it. That's not yeah. his bag. Yeah. Uh, Freddie brought be- up um, SEC coaches. Brian Kelly would be bad at it. Yes. Because he'd be using the fake accents and all that. And and for his dance moves alone, <laughs> his dance moves alone would just eliminate him. Now, if someone's still coaching, fi- his predecessor, family. his predecessor would have been good. Yeah, yeah, Coach O. Coach O. And you know, go Tigers. I think Les Miles would be pretty good, too. we got a former yes. NFL GM explaining why there's urgency surrounding the Aaron Rodgers decision. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.